0: Greetings heroes and thank you for answering the summoner's call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host Ryan Murphy and joining me today is my co-host Eddie. Eddie, how's it going?
1: Not too bad, going pretty good.
0: That's good. Have you been enjoying your time in Fire Emblem over the last week?
1: Uh yeah, I have. Um with the Tempest Trials back, I've been leveling a whole bunch of characters. Nice. I had all those Brides to level up, uh, you know the other bonus heroes that I didn't already have leveled.
0: Sounds like you've had a busy week, and I'm sure we're going to get into it because I've had a busy week as well. And uh, it has certainly impacted my Fire Emblem Heroes play, but I will assure you folks for later on in the show, it has not affected my Fire Emblem Echoes play, but we'll get to that in a bit. We're going to start off as we always do with banner updates. Did you pull Any Wanted Heroes? The current banners currently running. We'll run through these, then we'll get some stories from both Eddie and I. The Bridal Bloom is on until 621. That's uh, not 621 p.m., but June 21st. I don't know why I read it like that. I never have. 18 episodes. <laughs> um, Tempest Trial banners on until the 4th. Bridal... Ba- blah, blah, blah. Gosh, Eddie, you're affecting me. <laughs> we should like take... It's like a drinking game. Who's going to do the blah, 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 blah first? uh bridal blessings it's these alliterations that is the uh banner matching from last year that's on till the 21st legendary Rioma. we'll get to that in a bit he's on the docket till june 7th and finally heroes with stance skills on till june 10th now eddie uh how was your luck on the legendary lobster hunt
1: uh well when the lobster first popped up i uh didn't, uh, hadn't gotten my next newest paycheck, so I just had about a hundred orbs, uh, probably about eighty or ninety to start, and had no luck. Didn't even get a, um, a five star in those first hundred orbs. Uh, after my paycheck, I did end up getting some, buying some orbs, and got soup thrown in my face by Takumi, uh, ruining my eleven percent pity rate.
0: Eleven. Uh, Whoa! Let's not yep. let's, let's not skip over that. How do you get to eleven? That's crazy. I've never gotten that high.
1: Well, it starts at eight, and you add point oh. five every five heroes. So on a legendary banner, it's pretty easy to get up to eleven.
0: See, yeah, just... I, I I forgot. I forgot that this was a legendary banner. Like I was thinking, like three yeah. percent to eleven. Now that would be very bad luck. But you're right. No, that's not yeah. so bad.
1: No, it's eight percent to eleven. So about ten full wheels before I managed to get a hero. Oh okay. at least. So it's still quite um, a bit.
0: More than you'd want probably.
1: Yeah. Uh uh but I actually did get lucky and got a uh, got my lobster two or three wheels later. Um and while he didn't have the preferred boon, he did have the preferred bane which was uh, minus res. Uh he he's you know already got such a low res that it's, you know, yeah, it's so bad. It's not worth worrying about fighting with that one too much. Just take a hit in that, so everything else will be stronger.
0: Hmm. Well, then, so you got you got a Rioma. That's good. Yep. So you are you happy that you were able to get this flying? Uh, it, what did I? The joke I made in Discord. What is? It was a lobster flying a turkey. Some sort of turducken type scenario. Yep. So, how, are you uh, enjoying believe- your?
1: I believe I copied it uh, for in a few minutes here. A flying lobster on a turkey. <laughs>
0: uh, what would that be? If a turducken is a turkey duck, whatever that last one is, uh, would it be would it be a, tur- a lobster turkey? So a lobkey? Lob,
1: lob mm. uh, that could work. I mean, but also it's kind of two different things there because turducken, you have a... Uh, a stu- uh, chicken stuffed inside a duck stuffed inside a turkey. Is right. The, what I understand it, you know, uh, Ryoma is not actually stuffed inside the Kinchi. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Okay. I'm rolling this uh, <laughs> this back because, yeah, okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> no, as far as we know, he is doing everything in his power to be... Anyways, you got the... You got the Legendary Ryoma. That's nice that you, you got that. I personally, um, I think I did an outside, like just did no summoning this week outside of just my free pulls and just a full circle on the Legendary Lobster Hunt banner. But uh, I'm, not, I'm just not feeling Ryoma. And I don't know whether it was the other Kinchi Knight, Hinoka, that came out and, and people just walked me down from, from wanting to summon her. And I just like, I don't know. I'm kind of done with the Fates. Like, the Fates games were okay, but the, I don't think any of the characters in the Fates game really, really speak to me. Um, I don't know.
1: That's fine. You don't have to, you know, feel a strong connection with every character you play. So, you know, if none of the Fates characters really connect with you, then they don't connect with you. And, you know, and since you do definitely play a far more, um, you know, I you focus on characters you like as opposed to me who plays the pokemon style of got to catch them all um you know it's completely understandable if you don't feel strongly enough towards them then you don't have to waste your orbs on them
0: yeah and i wouldn't necessarily calling it waste i might do another run at it but also like another yeah like another sword
1: that is one of the issues with uh Ryoma still being a sword unit is that we've got so many sword units already i mean i go i look to um love uh find teams from tempest trials and I try to find one of each color and had ninety percent of the time i have no uh very few to no greens available hmm. because I've already leveled them all
0: well i, I guess I just feel a bit of like legendary fatigue like we've been getting this is now i think the sixth or maybe it feels like we've been getting a lot of legendary heroes and maybe the monthly sort of ad has kind of started to take its toll on me and maybe that's because i got my my character that i wanted and now it's like all right i'm done with this but um i don't know i just i i'm taking i think i'm taking a break on the legendary heroes they just haven't really And even, like, Legendary Lynn, like, she kind of came in and she was just, like, another archer and looked exactly like her brave Lynn. It's just, I don't know.
1: Oh, you know, that's the issue with the whole Legendary Hero moniker, is that you, you label them Legendary, you make them special with these limited banners that they can be on, but you can't make them too powerful. Or else those who don't get them feel really bad because oh, I, you know, I'm at a disadvantage because I didn't get this hero. Yeah. You know, so that is one of the risks that they have, that is with the whole legendary hero concept, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel that. And and maybe, like you said, like it's not for everyone. You can just kind of... You can kind of do what you got to do when you want to do it. And I'm fine waiting for the next legendary hero that really jumps out at me. But I just, there hasn't been since Lin, or, oh, well, Lynn was last month. But I, I'm just saying that Ryoma just didn't jump out at me. But I think for those who are fans of Ryoma that were looking for more Ryoma, I think he's he's awesome. You know, um, he's got the cool sort of like sun ornament behind him. And, and the Kinshi Knights do look really really cool like are is what they're on the flying unit is that a kinchi is that what that is i'm, I'm assuming yes I'm right.
1: the bird thing or the turkey as you call it yeah that i didn't want to... on is the kinshi yeah that I is
0: did... yeah yeah i just didn't want to i didn't want to uh what was the what was the word i was going to look for like uh um i didn't want to disrespect it by calling it a turkey but uh I'm glad you, you ran with it. Um, have you had much of a chance to sort of put Legendary Ryoma through his, his uh, paces? How's his skills work out for you? Are you enjoying it? Um. Well, I leveled
1: him through the Tempest Trials. Uh, okay. Actually just finished leveling him, and he was doing pretty well. Um, but, you know, I, I do the Tempest Trials with the, um, thanks to you, with the, uh, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but uh, auto battle. So I'm at work sitting playing Echoes or uh, something or possibly the new Pokemon Quest thing on my Switch while next to me the team is running through its own paces and oftentimes killing characters a lot quicker than I would like it to, but still. (laughs) Mm You know, I send them through Tempest Trials. So um, I played a little with him, and he's cool. Um, His flying ability is nice. As it is, his current skill set makes it so that he is probably preferable on a team uh, where you are using armored or infantry units with him, uh, because of his guidance skill.
0: And what's the guidance skill do
1: again? Uh, The guidance skill allows infantry and armored units to move up next to him, if they're within a certain range. Uh, So, essentially, you could possibly move a character up to, like, four spaces, I think, using guidance. Because you can move him to the far side of Ryoma instead of uh, behind him, type thing. So, it allows you to get your armored and infantry units a little further than you might normally. Uh, Hmm. But it only works for armored or infantry. Therefore, if he's on an all-flying team like I had him for the Tempest Trials, that skill is useless. You know? That skill is dead because they can't make use of the guidance. I think there is a flying guidance or something uh, that can be gotten, but Ryoma does not have that.
0: No. He just has guidance. Yep. Okay. So speaking of legendary Ryoma, let's, let's keep bashing on with, uh, <laughs> with Ryoma here. And, and uh, yeah, like you said, you wrote down here flying lobster on a turkey, and I'm going to stick with that. I think that's that's what he looks like. So,
1: Yep, and he's the new Legendary Hero with the corresponding battles. Um, he comes with Distant Counter built into his weapon. Uh, essentially, it's the same weapon as a normal Ryoma, Rajinto, his weapon from Fates. Mm-hmm. And the wo Dao effect, which is a plus 10 when your special triggers, effect as a skill. His B skill is called Bushido, uh, which is, a I believe, a samurai-type thing that gives plus 10 to when his Uh, special triggers Um, and we got a little curveball. Uh, Everyone was expecting a bridal battle ballot like there was the bunny battle ballot Uh, but instead it's the Heroes and Legends voting gauntlet started yesterday. It Hmm. has the um, five Askrens. I guess technically two are like Niflins or whatever you want to call it. Uh, You know, uh, Sharina, Alphonse, Anna, uh, Fjorm and Gunthra, as well as legendary Ike, Robin, and Rioma. They did not bring your Lin into it.
0: No, I don't blame them. She would have just, you know, trounced everybody.
1: Uh, as the combatants during the voting gauntlet this time round. Hmm.
0: Yeah, they uh, they did. That's quite the curveball. Because, and as I've been saying in the past weeks, it's kind of predictable how they've. You know, now that this is the second year, it's very easy for them to say, like, yep, this year versus last year. And there's no telling what they'll do, you know, next year when they have three years of content to work with. But with these voting gauntlets and and the way they just added the bridal banner out of nowhere, we suspected that maybe, oh, this is just the voting gauntlet done early. But it turns out it was just, you know, to answer people's calls to get last year's stuff.
1: The the Ryoma banner is the voting gauntlet banner
0: yeah which is is kind of a neat idea when you think about it
1: I, even though ike is technically not in the banner but he does come as a free unit so
0: right yes he's free so i guess that kind of you know captures that so um yep. ha- have you had much luck in the voting gauntlet or
1: um i went with fell robin um Yeah, Ike won the popular vote in January. She's going up against Ike first, but Robin wasn't there, so we'll see how she does. Um, I've been checking in every so often. She seems to stay ahead more than she stays behind, or it could just be that I check every two hours, and so the flip-flop has already flipped. Um, so we'll see how it does. Um, if she loses, I might go with Fjorm. I might go with someone else, um... Actually, uh, a change from a couple months ago has changed how I play the Voting Gauntlets. I actually do use level 40 heroes nowadays, uh, partially because I'm kind of short on level one heroes, partially because uh, now that you can restart the battle if you lose, it doesn't feel as bad to lose during the Voting Gauntlet. You know, if you get a bad matchup, you can just restart again. Uh, Another thing about the Legendary Banner, we got a little chart that shows us what blessings and heroes have been, or bonuses and blessings have been given out so far. Mm -hmm. And based on that chart, I fully expect our uh, next legendary hero in late June to be a a green fire uh, res boost hero. Like fire element, uh, green uh, orb color, And has Res Boost as the bonus. Hmm. Because so far, um, we only have Gunther who gives Res Boost. Uh, Ryoma is our second defense boost hero. Um, And only Ephraim is a fire hero so far. So the chart shows that is kind of a nice little plot to keep things even. Yeah, they don't have to,
0: but they did a really good job of just laying it out there. Uh, that was kind of unsuspected to kind of see that block chart kind of yep. showcase there. It was a nice touch, I think.
1: Yes. It's a nice little touch. And so that actually kind of fits with it might still end up being Veronica. But
0: it might still be Veronica. Now, because, did you mention about the July hero or sorry, you were going to say um, about Veronica.
1: Well, Veronica would fit as a, uh, as a um, res boost hero being a mage character Uh, yeah. also um, because if you look at the uh, list of when the characters are returning since um, Fjorm is going to be skipping July uh, I believe that the July hero will end up being a blue hero because as of right now Fjorm and Ephraim are switching but when you add that third hero in that means Fjorm will now be skipping two months at a time as will Ephraim.
0: Hmm.
1: So, we're expecting Ephraim this uh, end of June here, and um, that is when I'm expecting a new green hero because uh, Lin's coming back in July. Therefore, with Fjorm skipping July's banner, that means a blue hero should be the July hero. Beyond that, especially since if, if the um, one this month turns out to be a res boost fire hero, we have no clue where they're going to go next with the uh, blessings and stats. And if they don't do a res boost fire hero this month, then we already have no clue what they're going to do with the blessings and stats as it is, because they're just juggling things.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting that they're laying it out, though, and and I, I think it's it's one of my favorite things about this show is is how you you're able to dive in and be like, okay, like it's gonna be this color, and now you're getting down in the nitty gritty of like color of orb, type of blessing, uh, type of blessing, and type of uh, elemental. It's you know, oh. it's kind of neat. And like I said, the only
1: reason I can make those guesses are from the info they give us. As of right now, they have doubled up on two of each hero having the same uh bonus, two of each hero having the same blessing, and the only one that doesn't have two heroes in both categories is fire resistance boost. After that, we have no clue what order they're going to go in. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you know, af- after that everyone's even, so July, even after they reveal the June one, I have no clue, you know, we have no clue what it's going to be because it's not guaranteed that they're going to start over with speed again. And as they've already proven, they don't necessarily, you know, keep the elements in in the same order since we did, like, water, wind, then earth, fire, I think it was. And this second round, they did, like, um i think earth right ag- right away and then you know they just completely juggled it around it was completely different the order they went with the second time so yeah
0: well i uh it's interesting to to have those thoughts and look at that and and you know as much as I kind of talked a bit of crap about the legendary banners I still do like the build up of like oh we get this this really cool hero coming in like just a few days and here's the reveal oh it's you know it, it's it's a nice sort of monthly it's another one of those monthly things to look forward to in this game and this and this is what I think Fire Emblem Heroes does really well is that they are able to on a weekly basis provide some new hype building update or feature or segment or banner it's just it's nice yep yes so uh one quick note that you wrote in here that i you kind of threw me for a loop until you explained it pre-show is that Rioma and aboro are married now you want to explain that a little bit because i thought that was a nice piece of t- uh information
1: Uh, yeah, I listened to the Critical Role podcast, um, which is Matt Mercer and a bunch of voice actors who do D&D, um, and a couple weeks ago, or last week, or I don't remember exactly when the episode was, uh, he noted that his wife was Marisha Ray since it was her birthday, and, uh, Matt Mercer, uh, many might know him for voicing McCree, um, voices crom and ryoma in uh fire emblem uh, i think you might have a couple other characters in there as well and marisha ray voices obero so the voice actor for Rioma and the voice actor for obero are married in real life
0: and there you go this I, I never knew that i thought like i was trying to think like ryoma and orboro are in the same game the, then do they canonically get married? And then you explain it as like, oh, that's a ni- it's a nice little touch. And and Matt yeah, Mercer. And is a... you can
1: technically have them get married as well. But yeah, yeah, that's why. Um, if in Discord some people might notice that every time we get a new, uh, I think he actually voices Shiguri as well. We get a new Matt Mercer, character voiced character. I comment that we have a new McCree or multiple McCrees popping up. Yes, multiple
0: more more. McCrees. I love it. Um, yes, we now finally, finally have two Riomas in Fire Emblem Heroes. Everybody rejoice! Intelligence systems continues to dash the hopes of uh, people constantly posting lobster memes. So, uh, or maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It, it, it's so hard to keep track. But before we move into the next segments of the show, let's talk a little bit about some other things that are happening in Fire Emblem Heroes, mainly, I think for both of us, the Tempest Trials. And I'll get started here in that I find that while I was playing Echoes last night, uh, yes, the night before we record, um, I ended up playing a bit of the Tempest Trial as well, just while I was watching cutscenes for, uh, for Echoes, because the beginning of that game is, is mostly cutscenes. So I basically just autopilot grinded through the first bits of tempest trials and i hit 40k like no problem like i find that the reduced 50k reward thing has really allowed me to slack on tempest trial and really really just get all the rewards like i'm a day away from just getting them all i don't know what what are your thoughts on Mm that
1: um yeah it's kind of nice um i've been uh leveling up characters a lot more. And the nice thing about the lower uh, Tempest Trial reward cap is that um, I can actually uh, not make sure I have a level 40 team going in at level 40 for my first two runs of the day. I've actually often used it to give uh, the leveling team a boost because when they have that 10% or stat boosts that they get they often level a couple extra levels when i send them through and i've easily gotten there i've almost gotten to the normal hundred thousand uh because of all the leveling i've been doing but still i easily got there without having to make sure my first two runs of the day were a level 40 team to get the ma- most out of it which is a nice thing you know, I also actually ended up doing some team juggling while leveling because I uh, was leveling a team, realized, oh, wait, I have two cavalry infantry on this team and two cavalry and two infantry on this team. So let's get them similar levels, swap them out. So it's all horses, all foot soldiers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and end ended up doing the same thing when I um, got my lobster because I hadn't been paying attention and I threw, uh, well, I guess I was sort of paying attention, but I threw... I was looking color-wise when I built the team uh, to level my Bridal Sanaki is in uh, the other heroes I had with her in that I ended up having a flyer on a team with all infantry and then I got my uh, Ryoma who was a um, and then the two characters I upgraded from 4-star ended up being three flyers with uh, Bridal Tharja sitting in there and it's like well I should swap the two brides there and you know, have full teams of this stuff. So you don't have that weird one who's either getting a lot more or a lot less than the others.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm a real fan of uh, the way you sort of look at Tempest Trials as this ability to just level up everything. And because you have so many heroes, like, I don't know how many, uh, how much space do you have in your hero catalog in terms of, What's your cap at your hero inventory, I guess? Like, is it 300? I guess oh, 300 is the base.
1: Catalog or barracks? Catalog on 251 out of 254. Barracks. Um, I actually just did a purge, uh, but I have over time leveled it up to 650 spots. Wow. Um, sorry. Uh, after the Rioma run, I'm currently at. 305 heroes in there but right before Ryoma came out I did a purge where I go through and I um, give everyone or check make sure I've tried to give everyone at least three uh, passive skills and if I haven't given them all their passive skills I will uh, try and figure out skills to give them and give them what I can from what I can afford Um, I've actually taken to the point where I start uh, going through uh, game press to figure out what they recommend. Even though I'm not going to remove the skills they start with, I'll look. They recommend this, so if I eventually start trying to build this character, um, I'll just start by getting this one, or the budget version of this one. You know, if I start trying to copy that, and then. Uh, Once I do that, I go through and I uh, send home everyone who is not a four-star that I'm working on leveling, or essentially, yeah, not a four-star I'm working on leveling. I send home all my four-stars. Three-stars I generally don't keep as I'm working on things. Like When I hit that 650 cap, if I'm not uh, willing to spend the orbs to expand it, I will send home all my three-stars to get a bit more space. Okay,
0: um, yeah, and three star like even Grand Hero Battle heroes.
1: Uh, no, those are the ones I keep. Um, okay. I have, I favorite all my Grand Hero Battle characters when I get them, um, and then send home everyone else. It used to be that I would send home the Grand Hero Battle characters. Then I realized, especially since you don't get them very often, the only way you're gonna get you're gonna get a plus of that hero is if you level up that second character you get right or sometimes they have a skill that you might be willing to give off to someone else that is harder to get under normal circumstances but i usually look to eventually
0: merging them okay cool well no no i i i'm sort of the same way and i i haven't just gotten around to clearing or at least processing my level three grand hero battle characters so okay that's uh yeah i mean tempest trials continues to be this tool that i think both of us use to kind of really level up and it's nice to have this what i think is very generous rewards in tempest trials to to just basically you're grinding your your teams to to level them up to to 40 so that's that's really exciting but um eddie why don't you fill us in on what's continuing on in Fire Emblem Heroes over the next week or not over the next when, when it ends, let us know. Okay. Um,
1: we have the rival domains, which ends on a uh, new one started that'll next change over to week 14 on the ninth. Uh, it's currently week 13. The illusory dungeon sanctuary of the mages goes on till the 11th. Uh, no word if we're getting another one right after it, but judging by what they did, there's a good chance. Uh, Loki's Flames Tempest trial keeps going on for another day and a half or so, um, ending on the fourth. Uh, this is at 3 a.m. of course, but um, <laughs> you know I'll be there. Uh, yep, it's all Eastern Time Zone, so the date is you know at 3 a.m. But it ends that day, so do it before the fourth. Uh, legendary Ryoma's battle runs till the seventh, and the Voting Gauntlet also runs till the seventh
0: there you go and in terms of what's coming up stuff to look forward to starting before june 12th heroes and legends quests start on june 3rd bound hero battle selleth and julia is uh is that a re- is that a returning bound hero battle or am i nope
1: that's a new one
0: yeah, that would be called a revival. H- if it...
1: Hence the hence the fact that there's a banner right after it.
0: Ah, look at you! You wrote this, not me. Um, in terms of you, you knew it was coming out. Bound Hero Battle Banner, uh, June 5th. Expect Seliph and Julia, and probably a couple com- compatriots in there. I would assume. Uh, Possibly
1: their parents, Sigurd and Deirdre.
0: There you go. That's probably yeah, the, nailed it. Probably um, special maps for heroes. June eighth do we know what that is like that's pretty no, generic cool.
1: that's all they've given us on the calendar from last month. Well, there Just you go four heroes special
0: maps and could it be related to the new heroes banner starting on the same day June eighth
1: I could be it could be something to do with um Ikondem uh the heroes and legends quest will be um I looked at the data mining and it's going to be the uh, three Ascrans, Fjorm, and Ike—all the free heroes and legendary heroes you can get. Huh. Um, but the fact that it's four, not five, I—you know—no clue what it is end up going to be. It could easily be something to do with the new banner that
0: starts the same day. Well, there you go. Um, also, after that, the June special orb promo is on the eighth as well. And then a new power banner, which is Tiki, Lind, Merrick, and Tiki. But it might only be one Tiki. <laughs> and Essentially,
1: uh, we'll go over this later, but those are all the heroes that are getting weapon refinery updates. And since there's the young and old Tiki, the uh, Awakening and the uh, Shadow Dragon Tiki, or Arcania Tiki, Uh, There are two different Tikis, but since we just got young Tiki as part of the legendary banner, they may or may not put uh, her on that banner. Probably will, but not a guarantee.
0: Well, there you go. We'll uh, talk a bit more about those new powers. Well, we don't know what those new powers are, do we? We just know they're getting new powers.
1: Uh, We know that um, the Tikis are getting a new weapon, Uh Um, and I think there are refineries with it. Um, and Lind and Merrick, I believe, are just getting refineries to their weapons.
0: Okay. And then, yeah, we're going to talk about that in our topic. So we'll, uh, we'll yeah. get to that in a bit, but that's what you have to look forward to. The, uh, reason we went to the 12th, we'll talk about that as well, but we are recording a little bit late next week. So we wanted to give you guys a preview into, uh, the next week as well. Um, we're not going to do a summoners folks this week, as explained last week, we're going to be doing game club, but, but as promised, we have a stroke, strop uh Eddie, why don't you save me here?
1: Uh, yeah, we do have a straw poll for the next one. Uh, the heroes you have to choose from on that straw poll, and we'll try and link it in the notes somewhere or something. Uh, probably also throw it in discord are Reinhardt. Uh, this is base Reinhardt, blue mage Reinhardt, Nana, uh, finn and Ulwin, the green Ulwin, the green mage olwyn the new one are the four heroes to discuss uh to pick from for next week's summoning summoners focus
0: indeed so you can check we wanted to do a, a straw poll basically to capture not only the folks that are in discord i highly recommend you go to our discord bit.ly slash tgi discord join the fire emblem channel and you can talk about all things Fire them, but for those that listen to the show uh, we wanted to put a straw poll together to get input from all our listeners so you can check out the link in the show notes or jump in the discord as well
1: and also uh, another reason for that is for some people when you give them too many choices if they have trouble picking I know I can be like that sometimes it's like oh, so many choices I can't decide which so this narrows it down to four choices to pick
0: from yeah and everybody just chooses risk because it it makes whirlwind happy. So, <laughs> yes, so eventually yeah. we'll have to do risk, right? Like we won't have a choice.
1: Well, he's missed his chance for this time round, but maybe next time. What what game R- is he wrist from?
0: Risk comes from the Marth games. Ah, so. uh, okay. Well, in like uh, eight months or eight weeks or whatever it ends up being, we'll, we'll eventually do them. Uh, poor choice of words, but we'll eventually. <laughs> do a summoner's focus anyways let's move on to this new segment game club where we are going to be playing through fire emblem games in the fire emblem franchise so we talk a lot about fire emblem heroes but we wanted to prepare this segment for what will probably get announced next week a new fire emblem game so when that comes out we want to talk about it and we don't want to do it as a game club so we're testing the framework of this uh, segment using fire emblem echoes And without further ado, I'm going to kick us off with the story setup, and then we're going to discuss our first part of Fire Emblem Echo's Shadows of Valencia Game Club. So in the distant past, two dragons clashed over how the continent of Valencia should be run, eventually coming to the Divine Accord, splitting it in two. In the south, Mila, created and ruled over Zofia, where the people were free to live their lives without toil though over time some became spoiled and entitled. In the north, Duma created and ruled over Ragel, where the people followed strict discipline and hard work, leading many to seem cold and heartless. We open the game with a cutscene of the two characters in an undisclosed location, next to what looks like, looks to be a corpse of a dragon, what initially seems to be an embrace, cuts to reveal shock on both characters' faces, where it is then revealed the male has stabbed the woman through. We have the scene or we leave the scene with the male screaming in anguish for what he did to Selica, as we learn from his cries, is the name of the woman. From there, we jump to the prologue set eight years before the cutscene. Ooh:
1: And I will note that um, when you do boot up the game, uh, part of its description, it states that all of Sophia is uh, spoiled and rotten, and all of Regal is heartless. But, you know, as you play the game, you find that, you know, there are villagers living in, you know, growing up and living in Zofia who are not spoiled and rotten. It's just primarily the nobles who seem to be spoiled. And, you know, when uh, I think later on in the game, if I remember correctly, once again, you have basic, uh, you know, ground level villagers who are just living their lives and not cold, heartless uh, military monsters that the uh, nobility is portrayed as. Indeed. Type situation. But so um, when, uh, this is next section is our story summary. That first one was kind of a setup, since this is the first week of the game. Uh, the story that we covered this week uh, starts with the prologue, goes through, uh, since they don't have the typical chapters of Fire Emblem in this, um, it goes through, essentially, the southern outpost. Uh, you start the prologue in Ram Village, where you meet Alm, Selka, and their childhood friends. Uh, the childhood friends bump into a knight in the forest. Uh, Alm and Celica go to help um, and are nearly killed by the knight, only to be saved by Alm's grandfather, Sir Mycin. Uh It gives you a little short level with uh, four child characters who can do about one to three points of damage uh and Meissen who goes around slaughtering everyone pretty much Mm -hmm. um and after the prologue we get some more story with celica having to leave uh because the main villain that was threatening the children the night um he he left and was going to tell uh the uh tell someone where celica was hiding uh there's no more explanation given at this point in time. Um, you then jump to the prologue, where you start seven years later. Uh, when Alm's grown up, he's training with Meissen at the start, and then he goes to the town square and finds uh, Lucas, who is there, and it lets, uh, tells them about uh, the king has been murdered by Say in a coup, and, uh, and who had made a deal with Rigel. And the Regalian army has invaded. And uh, Lucas is there to recruit Sir Meissen to join the Deliverance in order to repel the Regalian forces and, you know, take back uh, Zofia. Um, Sir Meissen refuses, and Alm uh, joins the Deliverance to uh, show that Meissen is not a coward. He is, you know, he trains warriors, but... Uh, Gray and Tobin, who have also been training under Mycen, uh, probably not as much as Alm, but to some degree, uh, also join uh, the Deliverance. Uh, then they um, head out to uh, head to the southern outpost, which, in the time Lucas had come to find Mycen, uh, we find has been taken over by the Regalian army. Uh, along the way, you encounter a a group of bandits who have kidnapped someone in the in a thief Shrine, which is our first introduction to dungeons within the character. Also has a character you can pick up in there. Um, essentially, we have a group of characters here in the game. Um, I'm stumbling over my own words on how to reword this exactly and make sure we cover everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the characters that you are guaranteed to get are uh celica as a child so it's just a short one as as well as sir myson um right. and all four of the villagers uh all pop up in the uh child one i did find out that it doesn't matter if they die in that pre in that prologue because i put cliff at a bad spot even in the forest and he got killed by the villain mm-hmm. but he was still there later on um in then in the Act 1, you get Alm, Gray, and Tobin, as well as Lucas. And I'm pretty sure it's required, but I don't know if it's necessary you get Claire once you get to the Southern Outpost. I don't know if you're allowed to continue on the story if you don't release Claire and have her join you. Um, but you can also uh, opt not to recruit them, but there are three other characters you can recruit of Cliff Faye and silk cliff and Faye are two more villagers from ram village and silk is a healer in the thieves shrine you might actually have to at least rescue her if not recruit recruit her to continue on because uh, she is the one who gives you the turn wheel hmm. uh, but you do have the option to not recruit
0: her when you talk to her so so, and I, I I know we're not very far in the game, but I wonder if you refuse to talk to these characters and you, that's the weird part about this one. And I will, I actually, I'll rewind a little bit. It's weird. This game takes what we're used to about Fire Emblem and kind of dials it back a bit. It takes two steps backwards in, in the franchise. You know, it dips back into the older games, not in a bad way, I think in a good way, but it also takes two steps forward in the features that it gives you, in terms of control in the battle and the flow of cutscenes and dialogue, it's all fully voiced. I really like Echoes, and I really hope they use this as a framework going forward. and And I have, they have said something like that when Echoes came out, like they were really happy with the way a fully voiced Fire Emblem came out. and And I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do with this on the Switch. But uh, my question is. If you refuse to recruit, like, say, Cliff and Faye, who are just standing there waiting for them to talk to you, like, do they just stay in the village and go back any time?
1: Um, well, I know they stay in the village. I don't know if you can go back anytime. I don't know if there's a point where they become unrecruitable anymore. I do know that if you do not recruit, recruit Cliff and Faye with uh, Alm here at this point, you can actually come with Celica at the end of Act two at the end of her first act and recruit them with her. So I know they're there that long enough. I don't know if there's a point where after you get to the Thieves' Shrine or the Southern Outpost, if you try to recruit Cliff and Faye, you can no longer recruit them as all. Mm-hmm. But I do know that Celica has the option to recruit them if you do not recruit them with all. Uh, Silk, you I did, re, I did notice that um, Silk, you can have a discussion with uh, Celica if you do not recruit her. But um, from what I understand, she will not join Celica's army. She only will join uh, Alm's army, and therefore, yeah, if you do not recruit her there, she is gone for good. I don't know if she will still be sitting there if you go back after Act 1. It could be that Act 1 is the end point for all those characters if you don't recruit them at the start. Mm -hmm. But I don't know for sure. Um, Also, this uh, section introduces us to the dungeon thing, dungeon uh, mechanic that they have in this game. Um, You were commenting that they do a lot of different things. A lot of the stuff they do in this are things that were originally in the Fire Emblem Gaiden, which is what this is a remake of which was the second ever Fire Emblem game. It takes place after the Shadow Dragon game, but before the Mystery of the Emblem game. Um, and it was the second Fire Emblem game. Um, it was kind of poorly received or not well received, uh, which is why they've gone back to a bunch of other things. I mean, I like the fact that archers can fire at point blank range, but I also understand why they want to remove that. Cause you know, you can never attack an archer with a flying unit unless you know you got enough health because that archer will always get his bonus, whether you're at point playing range or not. So, you know, being able to fly in to smack down an archer and not have to worry about them killing you. Mm-hmm. is nice.
0: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the changes that they made in the newer or the Fire Emblems before on the 3ds before this one with when it came to uh, archers specifically but i al- i also like the idea of archers being able to fire from afar right so i kind of would like to see a mixture it seems like the archers yeah. firing well the archers firing from afar seems to be more of a realistic take on how archers work right
1: yeah, I wouldn't mind if they um, added in the increased range that archers get in this mm-hmm. and kept out the uh, close range. I mean, there are certain weapons you can get that will either allow archers close range or extended range. But the fact that the archers built in get an extended range up to a certain amount is nice in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense with how archers generally are portrayed. Um you know, or are supposed to be, they're supposed to be at the back of the army firing from a distance. Uh, not just, you know, standing right behind the guy while firing over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how archers kind of are in the current Fire Emblem.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, I think the mages having to use health to, uh, uh, to, to, u- to use their spell books and then gaining health back, usually having paired with a Nosferatu or something. I really like that aspect. Um, um, I like that aspect, but it does not fit with the way
1: mages are portrayed in modern fantasy. And that mages are weak, and often mages in Fire Emblem games and stuff are low health, low defense. And I think the mages here tend to be a bit lower in defense. Depends on who you make a mage. Mm-hmm. But the fact that... Um, the low health thing would really uh hinder your ability to cast spells if they were using the spells that eat up your health um and technically it's only the healers that get nosferatu Uh, clerics uh maybe maybe the um sages and uh priestesses will get nosferatu but
0: oh no you i think you're right because i upgraded my tobin to a mage and he didn't have a nosferatu
1: Correct. Uh, Silk has it. Uh, Fay as a healer, has it. Um, but yeah.
0: So okay. Well, um, what are your what are your thoughts on sort of the characters and the personalities? Because this is a remake of a of an NES game, so they had to work a lot to take these characters, give them a voice, give them a new look. Um, is there any that jumped out at you as as sort of being an interesting take?
1: Uh, Faye is definitely an interesting one and that um, she's kind of a really sad character Mm -hmm. because they put it very clear that Alm has no interest in her yet she is completely obsessed with him and she's a new character specifically for Fire Emblem Echoes she was not in the original game and it's kind of a sad character there the fact that she is so madly in love with Alm, and he clearly, you know, he's trying to be nice and polite, but he clearly does not feel the same way. And I think that uh who Alm marries at the end of the game type situation. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's one of the ones before they gave you the choice of who you marry to who, so you don't have the option of marrying
0: Alm and Fay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well I think you're right, like the Fay side of things is interesting, especially since, you know, Faye is this character uh, you know, obsessed with Om, but she isn't sort of she's not over sexualized like the other characters that are usually obsessed with the main character, like Tharja, for example. <laughs> You know, she's just, a, she's a, stan- she's like every other character that starts off the game, just a, a villager, you know. And I really, I'm I'm glad that they went that route, you know. Uh, not to say that this game is, you know, perfect in that sense. There are some characters like Sonya that, you know, um, are, are over-sexualized. But this one, this this Echoes game, for the most part, is pretty tame on that fran- front. Unless I'm forgetting about some other, you know, i can't think of any that are i mean any uh
1: playable characters that are over sexualized i think some of the um villains might have a bit of over sexualization although the one i'm thinking of might be a evil witch creature that is not at all sexualized i don't remember for sure but i think i vaguely remember there being one kind of seducer character but she might just do it through magic Hmm. for all i remember Um, okay and uh you made a comment about claire uh would you care to explain a bit more about that comment
0: yeah so claire when you first get to her she's a bit of a butt you know uh she's she's talking to clearly the main character um about being a peasant and can't wait to hear more about pigs and cows and and like, oh, I I thought, and I didn't, I didn't remember, but the, her one specific line was, "I thought you'd have more manure on you," and I was just like, "Wow, lady, read the room," <laughs> you know. It was just, but it was really well portrayed. It, it, I that's what, I think what the developers were going for, obviously. But
1: yeah, I mean, I I like it how it shows kind of how Zofia Nobles were before, because she is a noble, um, you know, and she's trying to be. Uh, more, you know, less oblivious to certain things. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Lucas was a, as they called it, backwater noble. He kind of grew up similar to Alm. Um, Yes, Alm is clearly the main character of the game from our point of view, but you know, this uh, compatriot comes with these three villagers that he recruited from a town. How is she supposed to know any more than, you know, know that Alm is the hero? He's you know, he's just uh, another guy that Luke has brought with her, with him, you know. Um, hmm. Sorry, and, I had to cough. No, it's um, fine. But she's, you know, and she's trying, you know, she apologizes for it. She's trying to not be so oblivious to the feelings of others. It's just how she was raised. And unlike some of the other Sophia nobles, uh, she is trying to be better about it.
0: Mm-hmm. no no and that's true like the, as the like right now in the game if you're playing through part one with us like that's the way she comes off but you're right as the game continues i i do find interest in how that relationship progresses and, and I, I haven't beat the game full disclosure but i was seeing that i at least got to act four and i do remember her character progressing but um the other the other thing that jumped out at me is that The progression system for characters is different with class upgrades and stuff in that you start off with a bunch of villagers and you know i'm i'm a guide person i like to be you know put on a path and then enjoy my gameplay that way so i looked at a guide for recommendations for characters um you get to the first shrine and that's where which is in the first dungeon there that's where you can upgrade your classes so i had three characters ready to roll i chose tobin as a mage uh, Gray is a mercenary, which I believe I did in my first playthrough as well. And then Faye is a cleric, and that's different. I put Faye as an archer last time, and the mistake... No, you didn't. Did I not?
1: Uh, Faye is an archer in Heroes. Oh, you're right. And a lot of people were confused by that because um, Fire Emblem Echoes, as a remake of Guidance, still has certain classes at only certain um Genitors can be. I think Cavalier is the only uh, class that both sides can be. And Fae cannot be a mage. She can be a cleric, a mage. Oh, mage can be on both sides, but they get a different upgrade after mage. She can be a cleric, a mage, a Pegasus Knight, or a Cavalier.
0: Okay, you know, I was mistaken. You're right. I think it's. It's mainly Fire Emblem Heroes' fault that I said Archer, but... I, yeah, I understand why you thought that, because, yeah, in Fire Emblem Heroes, they
1: made Faye an Archer, and it's like, and that was one of the big things when they announced Faye, is like, why is she an Archer? She's not even allowed to be an Archer in her game,
0: since well, she is an Echo's exclusive character. I think um, I think I wasn't a Cleric, because I'll, I'll say this, I remember in my first playthrough that I was having issues on the Alm side, and one of the recommendations that came from the guide was to make Faye a Cleric, because you will only have one cleric on Am's side, which is Silk. Um, so that's what I did.
1: And it's okay. been working out so far. Um, yep. Um, so I uh, went with Gray as a mercenary again, uh, but because I kind of got through a lot quicker than you did. Mm-hmm. I got through even before last week's episode. Uh, I've been running them through that first... Thieves' Shrine dungeon, so I don't actually progress the story, and I'm too far back to remember what happened. Uh, But I've been rerunning them through that uh, dungeon, leveling them up a bunch. Uh, So, Grey is at this point actually already a dread fighter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cliff is a mage, probably about ready to level up to a sage. Uh, Tobin is a sniper, or he started as an archer and is now a sniper for me. Um, Faye, I actually did go ahead and do Cleric initially. Uh, But then I decided to go ahead and um, try something different because those are all the same exact thing I did on my first playthrough. Uh, So I gave Faye a pitchfork, turned her back into a villager, and I've uh, turned her into a mage now. Um, She is getting close to being a priestess. Uh, But also one of the other things I ended up doing is um, I've purchased all the DLC. I purchased it back when it first came out. Um, and I uh, went in and got two of the special added characters, uh, cipher characters of Emma and Randall, uh, which gives me another Cavalier and another Pegasus Knight to my team on Alm's side.
0: Hmm, that's good. So. Yeah, no, I I think you you've always had a more analytical look at this stuff, and I think for me that's why the guides really work because it's really tough for me to look at like. Their stats and kind of project those out and determine like, okay, where I'll, I'll be honest. I took that as a guide from
1: the first playthrough. Oh, okay. Um gray. I was just doing a dread fighter loop um, may or may not eventually end them as a mercenary uh, category, but um, with the others, I think I saw a guide that suggested those. Uh, I think they also offered other ones, but it was kind of, I remember doing them as this and I thought they worked fine. So I kept them as that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just you know, thought about it with uh, Faye as a cleric. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try something different with Faye this time. because uh, uh, one thing I did with all of them is I leveled them up to level 10 before I uh, classed them as villagers. Uh, everyone else, I've been leveling pretty much as soon as they hit their class thing. Um, I actually ended up using another pitchfork on Lucas and getting him some extra levels. Um as of right now, I made him into a baron, which is the end of his class line before the d l c character version and he is maxed on health. <laughs> He's had some really use really helpful or really health boosts um health boost level ups, so he is currently at fifty two of the possible fifty two health that he can get he can get
0: wow so how is
1: attack and defense are pretty high too
0: so how far are you in in this game club playthrough
1: i'm point you are story-wise
0: oh well you've been grinding uh, through, through the
1: outpost i've been grind- grinding through the thief shine uh fighting those seven bandits and um every so often the group of uh zombie creatures terrors whatever that um if you're not careful, early on can really mess you up, but at this point, with the amount of levels I've poured into these characters, they they slaughter through them pretty easily. Hmm. But, like, that first guy, he does, like, uh, that special unit that pops up, the main one does 18 damage, or 18 attack. So, most characters can get, if not killed, pretty close to killed in one swipe from him, because he doubles them even. So...
0: Cool, and you have a mention here that about the DLC. Now there are five free DLCs that are offered that give you some some useful items and, and different things yep. to use. But you have all the DLC crack. You purchased the season passes.
1: Yes, I purchased the season pass. Um, there's the five free DLCs that anyone can get. Uh, gives you like two pitchforks, uh, five gold marks. Uh, might be three pitch pitchforks. It gives you five gold marks a pair of boots, and I think one other thing I could be misremembering.
0: Um, Now the Pitchforks allow you to turn someone back into a Villager, is that correct?
1: Correct. They allow you to turn any character into a Villager, and then you can level them up however you want. Um, I generally, if I do that with a character, as I did with Lucas, and I'll admit this is the first time I've done it, but I generally, if I'm going to take a um, character like Lucas or Claire or someone who is a, a basic or a preset unit, I'll probably just keep them on the same path they were on before. Just use the villagers thing to uh, level them back to where they should be, or level, give them more level ups, essentially. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the other DLCs is, is there is a prologue that talks about um, before Lucas came to find Sir Mycin and things that happen with the Deliverance before them. Um, I think that's in four chapters. Uh, there's the two Cypher Legends chapters, the one that got Emma and Randall, and one that gives you Shade and Yuzu, I believe, are the names of the characters. Um, Cypher is a, fire, a Japanese-only Fire Emblem card game that apparently has its own storyline and characters, which is where these four characters come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... They're, they're interesting so far. It's my first encounter with them, really.
0: Do you find the DLCs worth it if, if, if people are, are jumping back in um, like like I am and, and you are, for that matter?
1: Um, If I were to say anything, I'd recommend, you know, obviously the free DLCs. Um, if you're not interested in buying the entire uh, season pass, I would suggest... If you feel you need it, maybe go ahead and get the um, cipher DLCs. And if you're interested in the story, go ahead and get the prologue DLCs. Um, one of the other uh, the other DLCs are a um, couple sets of maps that allow you to boost or level up characters multiple times. Uh, but with the dungeons, I find that's less of a concern. Um, it is possible that I haven't really looked into the details of this. DLC maps that they'll give you special items that allow you to boost things in other ways that I'm not thinking of. Uh, so they might be worth it in that, but okay. for the most part what I've heard is that in scene it's not that necessary. Uh, maybe you might need it for endgame stuff, endgame that might be really tough. The final set of DLCs is the Overclass Shrines. There are special shrines um, from what i found in red you have to have the character at level 20 of their max uh, rank class uh, mm-hmm. and then you take them to that shrine and they will overclass into a, another, uh, another class that is even more powerful uh, so but from what I saw in red they're not necessary Okay. they might be useful but they're not necessary
0: Cool. Well, good to know. I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to check out... I, I haven't played my 3DS in so long that I realized I hadn't um, reconnected it to the Wi-Fi since I got my new service. So I do need to do that first before I take a look at the at the DLC. But um, that's going to do it for Game Club this week. But before we do move on, I do want to say that we're going to be playing until the end of Act 2 for the in two weeks' time. So in two weeks when we return with Game Club, we will have tried to get to the end of act two. I think from act three on, you get to
1: play as both armies, uh, but they are still separated. So they have their own specific army groups. Um, but yeah, the current plan is to try and go through the end of act two. Uh, but if we will check in next week, and if we feel that it's taking longer than we expected to get there, then we'll go ahead and uh, update or, you know, adjust as needed from there.
0: Okay. Yeah, and that's that's where we're at. And, and you know, let's be honest, uh, I'm the procrastinator. I will admit I played last night at around 10 p.m. I fell asleep at 7 after I put the kids to bed, and then I woke up at 9.30 and I had one of those like, what time is it? It's 9.30. Oh, my God, 9.30 in the morning? It's like, no, 9.30 at night. That's even worse, you know? <laughs> so uh, I will do better for next week, uh, and we will talk more Fire Emblem Echoes in the near future. Next, we have our topic. We're going to touch on the June update, which, I mean, I know June, we knew June was around the corner, but it still snuck up on me. This is a, a smaller update than than what we've gotten in the past in terms of, you know, it's no Faye channel type deal. It is strictly just a here's what's coming kind of thing.
1: Well, it's actually larger than some, but most of the stuff is not... Uh, massive like grand conquests or complete new or other things or complete redesign of how certain things work per se but it's like mostly cosmetic updates but it's bigger than some of them there's been some updates where it's just yeah these are some new weapons coming out
0: right and not much more than that you know yeah yeah and but but uh, actually the, you know you are kind of right in that this offers it something brand new which are accessories things that you can add cosmetic items to your that will be represented on the mini units uh, in battle and you have noted here there's a retweet event going on
1: uh, yeah they announced a day or two after about a retweet a special tweet that if it got at least ten thousand likes in my understandings it was ten thousand. 000- I'm sorry, 10,000 retweets uh, from, I think, even just one of them or all th- like three accounts that had posted a link. If at least one of them or all three of them to get combined had reached 10,000 retweets, uh, everyone would get a free Fae doll, mm-hmm. which I believe is the Fay that sits in your head that they show in the picture for accessories. Um, and, yeah, I looked uh, the other day and the American Nintendo of America tweet is at 16,000. So, yeah, we should be getting the Faydol.
0: Okay. Well, those retweet events always go in our favor, so I'm excited about yep. our Faydol. I haven't decided to put you on the spot, Eddie. I don't know who I'm going to put it on, but who are you going to grace with your Faydol? No
1: clue. I'm not even sure who if anyone I'm going to mess with the accessories if they're only in arena. They only appear in arena. Um, then I might not mess with them. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm i definitely probably going to give something to my Lissas, but what I give them, I don't know. I might give Lissa a all,
0: might not. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Is probably going to, you know, give, uh, give Lin something. But, um, yeah, accessories, look forward to that. As always, we've got new weapons and new refineries. We did touch a bit on that when we were talking about the upcoming banners, But to go over it again, new weapons for Tiki, both young and old. So no age, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Marginalization? no uh, Ageist. Intelligent systems is not ageist. New weapons for all.
1: Whether they're a couple millennia old or not. Exactly. They they treat them the same, and they both get the Breath of Fog. Beyond what, what that is, we have no clue yet. But they get Breath of Fog, and it can be upgraded in the weapon refinery. Mm-hmm. after it has been obtained
0: and and as for new refineries lind and merrick are getting new refineries uh lind is going to get aura which is uh
1: well, Aura it, is her current weapon she's getting refineries to aura
0: oh and we don't know what those refineries are right correct ah. so they actually,
1: that's the thing about the weapon refinery info they always tell us what it is but they don't tell us Or they tell us who's getting it, but they don't tell us what the actual updates are until the actual release.
0: So. I see. I see. Okay. Um, Moving forward, we also have an ally menu update. So uh, what does that mean? Like all of our ally stuff is going under one menu?
1: So essentially um, when you click on the allies tab in the future, You will have one page instead of the one thing or the list then the advanced options or whatever. Um, The picture they show shows you will have edit teams, ally growth, which will include um, stuff like uh, level up, learn skills, other options related to strengthening heroes. You will then have the change equipment, which is where you'll be able to... Uh, change the skills, at, uh, give them seals and accessories, uh, and interact with allies, which is where you will be able to do ally support and other options related to the bonds with allies. Um, they're also putting um, the catalog heroes in the hero merit list uh, will be listed under the interact with allies instead of in the miscellaneous tab on your in the game menu. Um, as well as an auto-learn function is being added to the learn skills that will automatically learn skills as they gain SP, Hmm. which could be useful during um, uh, Tempest Trials. When you're just chain-running Tempest Trials, they'll automatically learn those skills depending on their SP, uh, filling out empty slots first and then upgrading as they go.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. So some quality of life changes. Correct. Cool. Well, um... um. Also, I forgot, didn't really note
1: this. Uh, another thing they're adding is, um, uh, changes to your favorites. Uh, you can actually now select eight different colored hearts as favoriting them. So oh. you can favorite certain teams or something.
0: Hmm. You know? Interesting.
1: So, like, if, or you can put all your lens with a green heart instead of just the basic. Pink heart,
0: that or something sounds like something <laughs> I could do. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a good thing I or, could do.
1: Yeah, or if you have you know a couple teams that you like to build but you don't always build, you can actually build those specific teams with your favorites, mark them out with favorites so that you can remove them from your team list to build another team to like level up or something, and then have them all ready to bring right back
0: right well there you go that's an interesting uh an interesting change to the added uh, favorites and i think as we add more heroes it's important to be able to denote uh your favorites and and would eight be even enough to maybe denote by game maybe if people wanted to do that um depends on how you combine games because i think technically uh
1: fates was like fe 16 or something uh, let me take a quick look here. There's, uh, well, 16 counting heroes, uh, emblems, uh, and that's combining mystery of the light and, or no, mystery of the emblem separate. Um, yeah, counting warrior switch and heroes, there's 16 total. So there's a little more um, if you combine like awakening with the shadow dragon series as well as echoes in there. Because they're technically all on the same continent, type thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's enough, but if you're going specifically by game title, no, it's not quite
0: enough. Okay, well, um, let's let's round out this with Arena Assault scoring, and then we'll get into the more like nitty gritty small changes that always come with these patches. But uh, Arena Assault scoring changes—they're gonna th- change the way that scoring is done. Legendary heroes or heroes with blessings that match the season. Uh, are deployed, the score will increase by one for each hero. That's an interesting addition to kind of take into effect legendary heroes and blessings. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I haven't done Arena Assault in so long. It's kind of like,
1: uh, yeah, okay, cool.
0: You don't even run. You don't even run the obligatory like three quests daily type thing.
1: Not really. I probably should try to run them a bit more, but
0: I just really don't. I don't think you're getting much. I, I do it every day, and it's it's it just takes time. Um, do you want to run through the, the small additional changes that they're doing in this update?
1: Okay. Uh, so um, there's a bunch of different additional updates. Um, one of them is that uh, SP and shards will be increased in the training tower. Um, well, SP will be increased everywhere, so it'll be easier to get SP to learn skills. Um, they're adding labels to home screen. The example they show is under the... Fayal on the home screen is a uh, label of present list which will sit you know um, stuff like that uh, they're adding more clarity for bonus and focus heroes uh, essentially bonus heroes will have a, a weapon display um, on them uh, showing you what type of weapon they are um, and focus heroes will show uh, better show you what or what color orb they are um, how that'll work, we won't know until they actually, you know, put it in and we see it. Uh, and then they're also having adding a little, essentially you'll have an exclamation point if you have yet to collect uh, your rewards from an event that has already ended. So like when the Tempest trial ends, if you haven't collected it yet a couple days later, they'll still be in a... a exclamation point or an alert to tell you hey don't forget to collect this uh also one other little thing i had noted is that the speed at which notifications are displayed has been increased when you log in what exactly that means or what exactly the delay they're labeling that was there
0: i don't know maybe just some back end stuff that allows it to load quicker i don't know well hey speed is always welcome so that uh, that patch will launch on June 7th after some downtime. Um, I, I think I guessed at that date. June 7th sounds right to me. I should probably... Yeah, I... so June 7th.
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely guessed that it was going to be before the 10th mm-hmm. uh, because of the banner that um, has Tiki, Lind, and Merrick, as we now know. But there was a new power banner listed for the 10th, and like i had said before since we knew, were pretty sure that the first of the two new power banners was going to be from the may update i'm like yeah we'll probably get the update before that
0: so look, look forward to that, that. <laughs> yeah yeah you were right you were right we got it before the 10th um let's move into speculation corner uh eddie has some thoughts you have thoughts on this seems to be your preferred segment because you always you're very good at looking forward so why don't you give us a rundown going in d3 here
1: Yep, as discussion in the legendary segment says yeah i look look ahead and try and deduce things when they're when info is available um this one's more of just a random guess um or random what what are you interested in also actually in discord i predicted Rioma last second i was like you know, I still think it's going to be Xander or Rioma or maybe Corin because we haven't gotten a Fate's legendary, and it turned out to be Rioma. Um, as Ryan indicated, we're going to have a slightly different recording schedule. Uh, after, by the time we record next, it'll E3 Nintendo's E3 ban- uh, video will be done. I'm not expecting anything in there for Faye, uh, but. I was wondering what if any features are there that you would like to see added or and how would you like to see them added. Like one of the big ones a lot of people talk about is beast stones. Uh we've gotten dragons but we have yet to get uh beast characters like pan or um selkie which is a very popular one from fates. Hmm. You know.
0: I was going to ask like I can't name a B-stone character that I would really, really want. Are there enough to warrant the addition of a B-stone? Um
1: I'll admit my big game playing is Awakening and Fates, uh and some of the fire uh you know, the other ones since it came out. Uh so I know that they were pretty big in Awakening and Fates, but those might be the only main games. Um, if there are older games with beast characters, I don't know how many there are. It's just a lot of people have wondered why we aren't getting them when, you know, with dragons, you know, we have dragons, but why aren't we getting the beast stone characters? Um, which is why that's one of the ones I've heard a lot. Um, sorry, uh, I've in my recent playthrough of, um, uh, Rebirth a while ago, uh, which I still technically haven't finished, but I do have Selkie, and she's kind of a fun and interesting character, and her dad is interesting too. It's just she's such a cheerful murderer.
0: <laughs>
1: is the easiest way to phrase it. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, you want to play?" And you know, some guys are trying to kill her, and she's like, "Yeah, okay, just boom,
0: <laughs> kill ya. This is fun." <laughs> yeah th- th- I think you got there are options for for what what they could do so there, there's a lot there are options there that they could pull from for a b stone and and I just wonder like yeah. what do they say my thing for?
1: about b stones and maybe because there are, might be so few of them uh there might be more than I know of uh but my thought for like b stones was maybe make it like um a second triangle uh, B-stones, dragons, and... I don't know what the third would be, mages maybe? Or, you know, a secondary triangle like the Swords Lance's axes. You know, you already have colors within them, but... But that that might be too complicated, might not be enough B-stones to make it worth it. Just... Wondering were there any ways you would like to see it implemented?
0: Ah, I mean, not. Uh, I'm more. I'm all for additional hero types being added to the game because I feel like the game could always use more. Yeah, e- even stuff. if
1: beast stones are just you know different versions of dragon stones, same symbol, same everything. Just their beast characters instead of dragons would be fine. I'd love to see them added. Definitely love to see the characters added if they don't add specific beast stones as a separate thing. You know.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that would be really cool. Um, my thoughts specifically on a new feature, I really liked what they hinted at with, um, in the survey that came out earlier this year, like a town building, you know, uh, managing, and, and maybe this is a book three thing and plays right into, you know, book three of you rebuilding, you know, um, your hometown that's been burnt to a crisp by suitor or whatever. But I would like to see an idea of, of min- managing a town Somewhat similar to what we've gotten in Awakenings and and Fates, where you're sort of placing buildings and you're having to defend. and
1: More Fates than Awakenings, but yeah.
0: um,
1: How would you like to see it implemented? That's the big question there. I mean, I, I agree. I would love to see it. But my big barrier is how would they implement it? Would they move menu stuff into the town? Or would it just be random passive boosts hmm that's a great question because the big issue with the town building is kind of the same thing with grand conquests grand conquest is a and rival domains is an interesting new type of map but you know unlike tempest trials because it doesn't give you any xp doesn't give you any sp i don't in the way the battles in grand conquest work i don't feel it's worth um I don't feel it's worth my time enough to do it regularly enough to even max out my GC tier in the past, the second and third Grand Conquests. So if the yeah. town has no benefits, no reason to do it, there's going to be a lot of people who will ignore it.
0: Yeah, you're right. And I think maybe I would hope intelligence System is cognizant of the fact that if they don't implement something that their, their large player base is going to check out. I, I mean, I know I want it. But is it something everybody wants? And um how I would like to see it implemented to sort of benefit the whole player base is not, I don't think taking over, you know, as the menu is is very interesting, but you know, being able to um create specific buildings to defend it. I would see it coming in as a whole new mode. Like you build those buildings to build up a defense, and yes, it offers you sort of maybe Five uh, percent boost to your infantry heroes. Five percent boost to your to your uh, aerial heroes. And then you are attacked, and it's part of this overall event that takes place. And when you're attacked, you have to defend, and then you can you can attack other people's buildings. It's sort of like well, I'm basically describing Clash of Clans, and the way it's it encourages you to play is from a reward system, and it's kind of like maybe arena, maybe I don't know, score based. Yeah,
1: right? I mean, I was more wondering because you know, like in in fates every building gives you some kind of boost Mm -hmm. there might be a couple that don't but every building either has stuff for you to buy or uh, upgrade or you know gives you some kind of boost when you're attacked um so like it's just some kind of reason to build and upgrade these buildings is what i was wondering about you know and why would you develop this town? Even if it's just to get a tax and maybe just certain rewards are enough to make it worth it. I don't know for sure. It's kind of one of those, I'm not poo pooing it. I would love the idea, you know, um, building a town how I want it. And, uh, you know, even if it was just like they add a, another side currency and it allows you to buy accessories or other cosmetic things at some point that would be, that would work for me. It's just, I was wondering what were your ideas of how they could implement it to make people have some kind of interest in playing with
0: it. Yeah. Well, no, I, Um, I'm, I really do think that you're right that they, they will need to, to look at that when they implement anything that large, anything from the discord. That that might
1: be part of why after the survey, they either didn't get enough response or they're trying to figure out good ways to implement them. True. Um, yeah in the discord whirlwind suggested um pvp against real people uh, not the AI controlled uh, opponents that you currently get in PvP you know because when you're doing arena and all that stuff you're fighting against AI controlled units not actual hero not actual people you know um essentially his phr- phrasing was real live pvP would be fun um, my thoughts on it is that it'd be a challenge to implement i guess um the way the turn uh the way the game is turn based they could do an asynchronous pvp uh but i've had issues in so many games that have that type of asynchronous pvp or asynchronous play turns mm-hmm. that the care the other person just stops and you've got a dead game sitting there
0: yeah that is an issue for sure um One of my favorite games on iOS back in the day, actually one of the first games we really dug into on the Gamers Inn almost six years ago, was Hero Academy. That was where I thought of the asynchronous thing, is that, oh
1: yeah, well they had that Hero Academy, which from what I recall, I never actually played it, was very similar to Fire Emblem, it just, you took turns, and then you waited for the other player to take their turn
0: yeah and you know asynchronous gameplay has come a long way i think if if you did a i i think asynchronous is the way to do once your player does a a turn you get a notification you click on it you submit your turn you go back and forth and there needs to be like a time limit like when you create a match with someone like hey if you don't make a turn in a day you forfeit you lose points It, it like fire emblem heroes is set up in a way where it's it's all ranked it's all score based it's all reward based so that if you do drop the ball and you forfeit the match, that works for the other player like if if the asynchronous gameplay was set up like arena where it's like a five to six day window in that arena window, then you would uh you wouldn't wanna forfeit your matches because you'd be giving the other person basically a free win
1: yeah um that that was that is another thing I hadn't really thought of how would they reward this? or would they reward it cuz yeah it is something that if you know like someone gets busy with work and you set that one day time limit they get swamped with work they meant to go back but they just didn't have time they get screwed over there especially if their rewards are if there are rewards that they really want to get so that that is another thing you know or if they just their friends are just that much better than them um, or the random people they get paired up against are that much better than them that they never win, it feels like Grand Conquest. It feels bad when you can't really do anything to actually win.
0: Yeah, now you the know? issue with asynchronous gameplay with friends and rewards is that you might be uh, you might be gaming the system and losing the oh, yeah. purpose. Oh
1: win- yeah, win trading if there's rewards as well is an issue, yes.
0: D- just a thought. I-, I don't think it's something that will, will cause issue, but... Uh definitely something that, that they would have to address so i think yeah, that's I think
1: awesome if they did it the only rewards would be like a couple feathers or something probably similar to the way you get five feathers from your friends
0: every day randomly Oof, i would need more than five feathers to <laughs> like even clicking on the person with the hearts on the home screen every day is like is this worth the 10 feathers i don't know um mm-hmm. But yeah, those are all great ideas, and hopefully maybe we'll revisit this segment in the near future, and some of these will be added to the game. I, I think we're due for a large update at some point, in you know, before the end of summer at least. So, Because uh, the last one would have been like spring, late winter, so uh, Grand Conquest yeah, would have I been the I don't last
1: know one. if we're going to get a Fade Channel at the end of this month. I think if we don't get one at the end of this month, we won't get one till August. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the six month and probably the um, uh, new Brave Heroes,
0: yeah, the that's Choose a your good Legends
1: point. Heroes. I'm expecting the Choose Your Legends Heroes to be about the same time as last year, end of August. So if we don't get a Fae Channel some point this month, I'm not expecting another one until the end of August. Like i said i'm not expecting anything at e3 and since we already have the info on the update and everything for this month not really expecting anything a fey channel to come up you know next week or anything but maybe at the end of the month they could give one about the summer heroes coming
0: yeah i but like doing do
1: this month not expecting it till august
0: right yeah. no, no no i i was just gonna say that i i like your point that we will probably get one for the brave heroes very very good point Um, Well, that is awesome. I really love that discussion. I can't wait to see more content added to Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, Not to say I'm not excited about the the content they are adding regularly, but um, speaking of future Fire Emblem content, quickly just going to reiterate that next week's episode will be a little different and a little bit late. Uh, Eddie ended up having a conflict in schedule next Saturday, so I suggested that, hey, I'm planning to take uh, Tuesday off when Nintendo does their presentation if my manager's listening can i please take tuesday off um no i will i will get tuesday off it's no problem um, i usually take a couple days off for e3 to watch the live presentations nintendo's is tuesday at noon so uh, next tuesday well actually no it's not next tuesday sorry i'm I, i'm i did this to somebody else they ended up getting a babysitter for a recording and i was like no i meant next tuesday it's like oh great so what do i do with this babysitter so not the 5th The 12th is when. Yes. So there won't be an episode technically next week, but you'll get probably two episodes the week after. So we're going to do an E3 special. So we're going to watch the E3 special, and then we're going to record right after that. It'll basically be a normal Fire Emblem uh, Summoner's Call episode, and then the Outrealm Gate, hopefully, will be talking about the new Fire Emblem Switch game that we are crossing our fingers that is going to be announced. Right, Eddie?
1: Yep. Um, there was a leaked document that if it's accurate, it's an interesting name for the game, but, uh, we won't go into speculation because, uh, one of the things that leaked document seems unlikely seeing
0: as Nintendo already announced it. Oh yeah. Wow. It, it will be interesting to see. And yes, uh, there are leaks everywhere, but there hasn't been a really strong, um, hint that fire emblem will be at e3 this year we're only assuming because fire emblem was announced alongside fire emblem heroes uh, a year and a half ago as coming and out in fire emblem
1: warriors was all announced and yeah it stated it was scheduled to be released this year so we're still hoping for that mm. but the radio silence have us has us a little nervous
0: yeah, but, you know, to to the credit of Intelligent Systems, they have uh, lately been more inclined to unveil a Fire Emblem game and have it release a couple months later. So this is in line with that new way of thinking, you know, so... Yeah,
1: that that was also one of the things I was going to point out, is Nintendo has gotten a lot better about long-term teases than they have in the past. There's still some, but there are a lot fewer. There are no not as many. Uh, this will be sometime in, you know... 2020 (laughs) less of that is going on
0: yep so it will be exciting to see okay that's gonna do it for fire emblem heroes this week eddie any final words for anybody until we uh we jet out
1: uh not this week but not this week (sighs) yep
0: okay well uh this has been fire emblem uh, a Fire Emblem Heroes podcast, Summoner's Call. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash that's F-E-H. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord over at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter as well if you're interested. You can find myself at Eddy at Drellfear. I should spell that for you, folks. That's D-R-A-L-F-I-R. And don't forget to follow... At the Gamers Inn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning!